Welcome back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. Time to talk a little ball, baseball. The Huskers wrapped up fall ball last week with their red-white scrimmage. The head coach, Will Bolt, joins us here on Sports Nightly. Let's, uh, if you had to kind of put into a few words or a few sentences what fall was like, how would you describe what you saw out of your group for the last six weeks? Yeah, I think one of the, the main things we were looking for was a, a, an intensity level that we were hope, hoping to see. And um, I, I think if you ask our, our players, it was probably one of the more intense falls that, that we've played in. And, and at the same time, um, it, it went by really fast. Uh, and I think those, those two things are, I think they do go hand in hand because your intensity means the, the, the intense there, the focus is there. Um, you, don't, you don't take a day for granted. And um, obviously a lot of competition this fall, a lot of spots up for grabs, you know, all over the diamond, on the mound, um, and really just trying to kind of take that next step here for us uh, where we, we felt like we were awfully close to being a really, really good team last year. And, um, you know, just some of those finer points is what we were hammering home this fall. And, and, and each week came down to the game three of the series. And so I, I feel like that tells us that our teams are pretty evenly matched. There, there's depth there on both sides of it. Um, and, and there was just a lot of, it was a, a very intentful fall. One of the big changes you made in the offseason was you have, <clears throat> Coach Childers now is handling the pitching staff. What tweaks, what changes did he make with that group? And you have a lot of new names that are throwing balls for you. Yeah, there are. There's a lot of new names. And, and uh, you know, what the thing that Rob has always done a great job of with the pitching is just from the mindset part of it and, and instilling a, a certain mindset, you know, with the pitching staff and, and, and very simple things that are laid out for what we're trying to get accomplished. And I think if you can stay process oriented with those things, um, that gives you a better opportunity to be more in the moment uh, and not, not worry about things that you can't control when you have, because it gets awfully lonely out there on the mound. I mean, you're the only guy out there, you know, the spotlight's on you, um, you know, so just from a, from a discipline accountability standpoint, um, he brings obviously a, a ton of experience there um, as a you know longtime head coach, and you know he's been coaching pitchers at the Division One level for almost 30 years. So um, you know there's there's been a lot of good ones that he's had, and um, and and for me honestly, just he's <clears throat> because of his ability to lead. Um, it's just he, he he just takes over the entire staff, you know, and they really follow his lead that way. Last year, there were games where strike throwing was a problem, and, and that maybe oversimplified it. But was there an emphasis on not allowing free passes during the fall? Yeah, and and I think if you were just look at the numbers, I mean, we've done a good job of not um, walking a lot of guys. I think the biggest difference that I wanted to see, kind of us take the next step forward, is is command over control. You know, it's one thing to not walk a guy, but give into the, the middle of the plate. It's another thing to be able to execute pitches and do it with multiple pitches and, and do it with um, different looks. So um, I, I feel like that's where we're starting to trend in the right direction, certainly um, being able to land those off-speed pitches and we call them cross counts where, you know, there's, you don't know what's going to come. And if you can land an off-speed pitch, you start getting the hitter off the fastball a little bit. So, um, you know, three to one is where, Coach Childers always wants to be in terms of um, strikeouts to walks. You know, lead lead the nation, lead the lead the conference in fewest walks per nine innings. And again, we've we've done a nice job. Yeah. Um, but kind of to your point, um, I, I I think what the next step we need to take to be an elite pitching staff is is command over just control. 
Talking baseball, head coach Will Bolt with us here on Sports Sunday. Huskers wrapped up fall ball last week with the Red-White Series. Let's talk about the offense because you, you're having to replace two All-Americans in Bryce and Max, and that can be daunting. You probably can't think of it that way. So how, how do you go about trying to structure the offense going into next season? Yeah, I think what, what you find wins, um, and, and you see it in big league baseball, in the playoffs especially, uh, but you see the really good college teams that win. Um, they win with really good defense, pitching, and timely hitting. And so, you know, the home runs are great. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love them because they're, they're automatic, you know, runs every time. But, but I think what we, what we realize and the team realizes is that you lose guys of their caliber in the lineup and Max and Bryce – you don't make up for it with just one or two guys. You've, you've got to do it collectively as a whole and have a bunch of guys that play to a team role um, offense. And so I think that's that's been the focus of the fall. And we saw that a little bit better down the stretch from our team. And again, part of that is us asking it of our team. You know, we, we were able to incorporate the bunt a little bit more later in the season to set ourselves up, you know, for some for some key hits and not just relying on the long ball. So I think we're going to have some guys that can still drive the baseball um, and, and maybe hit some more doubles and triples, balls in the gaps, as opposed to home runs. But I think what you're going to see is some guys that are able to play um, their role, uh, execute their role, um, maybe just a touch better. And that's kind of been a focus of the fall is like just – we just need to move the offense along, pass the offense along, and, and the best teams that I've ever been a part of, those are the type of offenses that we've had. We've not been relying on one or two players, but just the cohesive unit working together. Um, ultimate goal is to score runs. Um, so it's not about the batting average or anything like that. It's can you get on base and can you get around the bases. So, um, you know, having guys that are sold out to their roles in the confines of the team offense, that, that's a huge part of that. And, and we shouldn't undersell a guy like Gabe Swanson who maybe didn't get enough credit last year from the league coaches and the people who voted on the all-conference team. He put up big-time numbers. And Dylan Carey certainly had a terrific freshman year. And those are two guys you can kind of lean on. Yeah, and Gabe was, a, was an all-conference player. And um, like you said, I mean, he had 18 home runs and hit around 300 and – really solidified the four-hole for us at the end of the year last year. Um, and he returns with, um, again, Gabe just goes about his business. He doesn't say much. He just plays hard, competes hard, is a great teammate. Um, so he's not going to put a whole lot of pressure on himself to, to go be the man. I mean, he's just going to go do his thing. Um, you know, Garrett Anglum's back. You know, he's got a lot of college at-bats under his belt. Josh Karen's got a lot of college at-bats under his belt. Ben Columbus. Um, you know, so there's some guys that – that return that have that have been there and done that and uh, we feel like we've got some good pieces around them of guys that are just just baseball players just gamers guys that love to go compete number one junior college class in the country you, you were able to accumulate that and put that together and I think you're, you're high on some of your young freshmen aren't you for this team yeah I think what you find with the juco guy is it provides a, a certain amount of depth for you you got quality pieces in the outfield in the infield on the mound uh, guys that have experience, guys that have a chip on their shoulder, guys that, you know, you can kind of just interchange if, if, if things aren't, maybe you could play a matchup, maybe you could rest a guy, maybe you could have a guy, you know, that, um, you know, they can, they're competing for jobs. So there, there's a lot of value to those junior college players. And yeah, we've, we've seen a couple of freshmen come in, much like Dylan Carey did. I mean, he really impressed uh, right out of the shoot last year, um, and, and I'd say Case Sanderson is probably one of those guys that has really done that uh, with this team, opened some eyes right away where we're hitting him in the three and four hole and against outside competition. He's holding his own. 
Um, you know, he hit 330 in a college league last summer, and he just kept hitting, you know, this fall. So, again, just a very even-killed kid, and that, that's what it takes, honestly, to be a, a good player as a freshman is you just don't get too high or too low. Trust your ability, show up, you're the same guy every day. That's what Dylan Carey was. That's what Max Anderson was. That's what Bryce Matthews was, Spencer Schwellenbach. The list goes on and on. Those guys have very similar um, attributes. All right. This, you know, you, people probably want to know about your weekend rotation. Were there some arms that you're kind of thinking about? You still have several months before you have to put it together, but some guys that maybe are top of mind that could be weekend starters for you. Yeah, and I, I think this, this offseason is a little different maybe than it's been in the past where you feel like, there's a big separation between maybe the top two guys and everybody else. Um, I don't look that as, as a negative. I think it's a positive that we have a lot of guys that are kind of vying for those, those weekend spots. So obviously Clark was a starter for us as a freshman last year. Um, he's built on some confidence. He get regained in the summer, had a very good fall for us. Rockets, you know, started probably 20 games in his career up to this point. Um, Drew Christo spent most of the fall looking like a staff ace. I mean, fastball velos back up to 95. Those are the reports that we got from the summer with him is that he maintained that mid-90s velocity throughout his 100 pitch outings. Um, kind of a team leader type guy as well. Uh, Brett Sears had a great summer. Um, you know, he, he looks the part in terms of stuff. He, I think he's going to be 24 years old <laughs> when college oh, season comes around. So he's been around the block a little bit, and we probably mismanaged him last year. You know, probably should have been more of a front-end guy. Struggled out of the pen at times. I think he's probably still profiles more as a starter. So there's there's some other guys in there, and I think we have a, a very, very good crop of freshman arms that may be as talented as any we've ever brought into Nebraska. Oh, that's exciting to hear. The schedule came out a few weeks ago. You happy with it? it there's, some, there's some good thumpers, thumpers in there, but right out of the gate at Globe Life's where we're headed. Yeah, yeah, Globe Life playing a big league ballpark, roof closed. Um, you know, we're going to get the games in against Big 12 competition. You know, it'll test us right out of the gates. And um, you know, I think we've raised the profile in terms of number of top 100 potential RPI games. Again, we thought that maybe a little bit with our schedule last year didn't play out that way. Um, but you win a few games early, you know, with that road schedule. Grand Canyons had obviously been a very good program, good weather down in, you know, Arizona and, and also great fan base for the Huskers yeah. uh, out that way. And, and going back out to Charleston again, which we did a few years back when we went to Citadel, I believe it was, yep. maybe in like 2014. So good place to play. Um, and I think just the midweeks, I think that's where – and again, part of that was out of our control a little bit. You know, Kansas would never really play Nebraska in the past. New coaching staff, new new administration there. We're going to play them each and every year, at least two games. Kansas State, we've gone from one game to two and to possibly three. Um, Wichita State back on the schedule. So there's some some more of those um, high you know, level of teams that we can play from an RPI standpoint. And as we found out last year, everybody's good, you know, so you better show up on the on the midweeks. But, you know, to, to be able to get the credit for it against a higher RPI opponent, um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about how that sets up. And for the home folks, the, the league schedule, you've got some of the heavies coming in here this year to Haymarket. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a lot of the teams that finished at the top of the standings last year, a lot of talented teams, a lot of teams that are going to be picked at the top of the league. So a lot of, a lot of great opportunities there for our fans to come out and, and see some really quality opponents. Well, good. Well, I know you're excited. The coaching staff's excited. Uh, it'll be fun. It'll be here before you know it, too. Yep, can't wait. It was a great fall and had great weather. And, um, you know, look forward to seeing – 
a lot of winning programs here from Huskers uh, in the fall. All right, enjoy a little downtime coming up in the next month or so. Will do. Will Bolt, head baseball coach with us here on Sports Sunday. Folks, buckle up, put the phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office.